following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5, the heart of the city here in Birmingham. Uh, on a nice evening, mashallah, some sunshine and some rain. We didn't get that snow over the weekend, which was good. Alhamdulillah, I was looking forward to not having it after having so much snow. But uh, alhamdulillah, I was glad that it didn't come also. We are talking here today about um, the... The letter is going around on the 3rd of April um, that uh, is affecting a lot of people and people are rechanging their routines and what they're doing things differently because of those letters. And we're saying how are asking people, how are these letters affecting you today? Have you changed anything in what you were doing today? Have you gone out today? Because a lot of people weren't going out. They were staying at home because they were really worried about their safety. And I know there's some tips and things like that going around as well, which we can come over some some tips in a bit. But we were um, spending the first half of the show a lot of it talking about children and talking about how to help them and help them to be safe. And we had on the line Neelam from Islamic Relief. And I'm going to check if Neelam is still on the line with us. Hopefully she is. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, Sister Neelam, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Lovely. MashaAllah. Welcome back to the studio. It's great, great having you on the line, MashaAllah. Um, and, uh, we had Will with us in the studio. Unfortunately, he's had to go now. But he was uh, talking about his experiences and we were uh, linking it into your work and problems that come up, in, um, especially in different countries. But it's similar here that we need to be able to teach children about safety and how to to be aware of their surroundings, um, no matter whether we're in the UK or where we're abroad, all our children should be aware of this. And as adults, we should be aware of this as well and aware of the feelings that we get if we're in unsafe situations and how to manage these feelings, indeed. So you do a lot of work. I was very interested in hearing how you do this work and you actually change cultures because we know trying to educate people and doing workshops is easy but then when you go often they can revert back and this is where the changes um, need to be thought through fully so that they're permanent and really making those longitudinal changes for the whole of society so this is what the work that you're doing yes? Yes Um, it's uh, it's about creating awareness around culture and traditions and the negative impact they they can have on children if they're not truly understood. So corporal punishment, for example, in certain communities, in certain contexts, they believe it's part and parcel of uh, religious teachings, it's part and parcel of instilling good behavior and, you know, in, instilling good practice. But Essentially, it's very, very harmful. There's numerous research done by UNICEF, done by um, WHO, which illustrates how corporal punishment can actually lead to children um, uh, having um, aggressive behavior towards their, their peers, towards their parents, to behavior which is of a bullying nature. Um, you know, it can lead them to having violent behavior um, in in conflict. So there's many situations where behavior that parents exhibit on children is then norm to them. And then when they are in a stage in their life, say, for example, their early teens, 
but they themselves will replicate that behavior and it, it becomes a vicious cycle. Mm. So part of um, what I do is in the first instance, try to make the distinction between faith, culture and tradition. Because in some communities, it, it becomes a bit of a mishmash. And what they understand is actually culture, they may interpret as religion. So in, in a very safe and um, respectful way, it's trying to make the distinction between the two, because you can understand in some contexts, these practices have been um, existing for, you know, hundreds of years, you could say. Mm-hmm. And then you have this British-Pakistani person coming in and telling them, no, this is wrong. So you have to be very mindful of making that distinction. And then we show them and illustrate statistics on um, the number of children that are actually dying as a result of severe punishment, violence, abuse, and, and getting them to try and think outside the box. But when it comes to changing culture and when it comes to changing tradition, it's very important that that sort of message comes from People like faith leaders, people like community activists, or those that have some position in within that community or that society, their voice carries so much power and influence. And they themselves have to uh, clarify the misunderstanding and the misinterpretation of religious scriptures and religion in, in itself. So um, we, we've been very fortunate to be able to um, break into that very niche kind of area of empowering faith leaders with the message on um, protecting children and empowering children to make their own choices. Um, one of the biggest barriers, I think, is when you when you talk about child rights, for example, they, they, there's this automatic thinking that this is a Western concept and it's a Western idea. But if you look at look at rights from an Islamic perspective, and particularly when it comes to children, it actually comes into play way before a, a husband and wife even come together. It's at the stage where they're, they're thinking about marriage and there's guidance from uh, Prophet Muhammad upon him on what you should look for in the person that you want to marry. So to, to ensure that that unit that you're going to be creating is safe for a child, that that child has the best opportunity in life, that they have the best role models in life. So the rights of the child actually kick in before the two people come together. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very important for us to really truly understand our faith, really truly understand what we're trying to achieve here. What is the objective of us saying you shouldn't expose children to violence. You shouldn't expose children to, you know, aggressive language, aggressive behavior. What, why, are we, why are we giving this message? And if we're clear in that, then us articulating that message to communities that may have their own reservations will be much more open to that message. And they will be much more open to adopting that message. And then you can slowly see that change in behavior. And, and uh, you know, I've seen that. I, I, I was in Mali early part of last year, and I was speaking to people in the community, and a lot of them had extreme reservations against practices such as early enforced marriage, such as um, 
female genitals cutting because it was they thought that there, there's a belief that it's what Islam says and encourages but also it's their right but they, they, they weren't able to make the distinction that what does Islam actually say and what was culture mm-hmm. so after having that conversation we were able to make that distinction and I met some of my colleagues and some of those people from the training in Mali um, early part of 2017 in another training I was doing in uh, Malawi mm-hmm. and it was a complete change in their mindset and in their understanding because they were able to have time during the year to do their own research, to speak to different communities, to speak to different families, and actually speak to the women and girls that have had gone through that process of, for example, female genital cutting, or have been forced into uh, a child marriage, and the impact that that had on them. And they themselves felt really guilty that they weren't able to step in or prevent certain things from happening and now they've become the voice of change and they've empowered various women and various um, faith leaders with the with a positive message and there's Juma khutbas that are being done in very rural areas where they may not have access to media where they may not have access to internet and the general message on change comes from the mosque and so you know, we have to understand in certain contexts, we're very privileged living in the UK and having, you know, so many service providers at the, you know, the tip of our finger. Um, we can access them, seek help from them. But in some of the areas where Islamic Relief is working, they're very rural, very hard to reach. Um, often there's, n- there's no roads there and it's dirt roads. So and in those Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say there, uh, uh, Stranilam, you've made a lot of lovely points there and I was just going to summarise it a little bit there for the listeners and, and how we were linking it into today of being the 3rd of April and the issues going on and how we can change things for the better. And um, the f- first thing that you said is linking it back to our faith. SubhanAllah, you know, our faith doesn't give us the right to do any of these n- bad things or nasty things to our children or teach them about um, punishing other children in um, a bad way so or for parents to be doing anything so we need to look into our faith and really understand that properly and you were saying from your experience of what Islamic Relief does is it work with the faith leaders uh, to um, have this change not only on the ground but also through faith leaders doing their khutbahs doing speeches making the those changes so it is integral into everything that's happening and then you are lo- it spoke about the importance of pre-marriage and looking at the right couple first and getting it right and getting the couple to know each other. Uh, this is where the parenting really starts and raising the family really starts in, in under uh, getting the right couple together to come on that journey together and know why they are getting married and knowing that they're going to be the future father or mother of that family, which actually links me into next week's show. We're going to be doing something live around marriage. There's a marriage show coming to Birmingham and we're going to have somebody uh, come 
talking about that, about a pre-marriage marriage and the issues exactly that come up. He's coming from Malaysia, he's flying in this week and he's going to, uh, inshallah, talk to us in the studio about this big event that's happening in Birmingham on the 21st of April, I think it is. And then you also mentioned there about parenting. So um, as following that through and the skills that maybe sometimes the parents don't know what else to do and because they haven't been parented themselves any other way that they just um, use these techniques that they were raised with and don't have other skills or knowledge. So just trying to summarise that, is that kind of um, the points that you were making and all the work that you were doing abroad and thinking, is, is this how we could approach something like that here, especially when we're talking around today? Um, thank you very much. That was really well summarised. Um, and, and yes, I, I think um, within the UK, we have a few more challenges than what we would have um, in in uh, in a developing setting or in a humanitarian crisis setting, mm-hmm. um, from a technology perspective, um, we we know that um, bullying is rife through social media. Uh, we know that uh, different forms of abuse, peer on peer abuse, is very prevalent amongst young people through social media. And I think it's important for parents to equip themselves with the knowledge of. Facebook, of Snapchat, of um, Instagram, all these different social media platforms, um, parents shouldn't be blind to this technology and blind to this form of social media because these are entry points through which certain individuals that want to cause harm, that want to create fear amongst children, that want to create fear amongst young people um, can really manipulate Mm-hmm. Um, the number of young people that are um, unfortunately taking their own life is, you know, has increased because of the exposure to bullying and um, exposure mm-hmm. to online abuse. That is so and true. So I think it's it's really important that we um, empower ourselves, uh, and particularly parents empower themselves, and where possible, put safeguards in place. Um, uh, if young children have access to internet, you know, um, they were playing on iPad, they're playing on computer, then parents should ensure that they have safeguards in place so that no one can access them. Mashallah. Um, what wonderful advice, Mashallah, that you're giving us, Neelam. Can I introduce a couple of young guys here that's just w- came into the studio to join sure. me in the show? They're usually in the show after this, so listeners are very used to their voices. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, Omar. And Ahmed, mashallah, mashallah, you can join in the conversation. And I believe we have another caller in line too as well um, about what we're trying to do today. Talk about the four, the third of April. Um, are we doing everything in like normal today? Are we doing things differently? And um, maybe you can continue this conversation actually after this show because uh, there's a lot of people that have done things differently. A lot of people have done things the same. But Neelam has come on and explained about her work in working with. Child protection, in, especially abroad, and the work of Islamic Relief, which has been very, very good, Neelam, and lots of things that you're putting into place around that. So um, I'd like to in, bring in the guys in on this. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's first of all, it's, it's quite sad, isn't it, what's, what's happening? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's quite sad, and I think that the, the most important thing is perhaps to sort of try and um, continue as normal. I had a conversation with my mother yesterday, 
and um, and she said she sort of sat me down and she said, um, "What are you doing tomorrow?" And I thought it was just a, a general question. Mm. Um, and what she was actually asking me was, you know, are you doing anything differently tomorrow because of you know what's what's happening? And that really sort of quite upset me, really. And I sort of asked her, "What do you want to do?" And she said, "I'm probably just going to stay at home tomorrow." And I said, "It shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't." change your day-to-day life you know based on these sorts of things you know by all means be more cautious but um to sort of change your your schedule and to sort of shy away from going out my mother obviously she's a she's a practicing muslim and obviously she's very visible as muslim because Mm -hmm. she wears the hijab Mm -hmm. and she felt the need to stay at home today and um that's that's really powerful and i said that's what that's what these people want isn't it yeah i mean that's something just echoing that really because like my my father was because we obviously have a family group on WhatsApp. We have different like parts of the family are all over the world, and my dad is just saying like this: um, you can't let anyone um, change the way that you act as a Muslim or change the way that you carry out your daily life because um, they've kind of not not kind of they've won, but a case of that they um, they shouldn't be changing how we how we lead our lives, and I think. Uh, I think for any Muslims out there, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always protect us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we need to remember as well. I think it's something which, um, in these times now, I think it's something really powerful for Muslims to remember that, you know, these, these this mob or whatever that are trying to incite this sort of thing may have each other, but we have, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that's more powerful than anything. And I think if anything, um, I was listening to your show on the way here, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the call the call has called in. Uh, the sisters given some really good advice in terms of uh, us as a Muslim community adapting to technology and also understanding that the abuses that we're getting maybe on this day isn't just going to be physical and in this world world it mm-hmm. will be in the digital sphere as well. And I think the call is completely right. Sisters, right now, as parents, obviously I'm not a parent yet, but mm-hmm. <laughs> parents in general should be sort of educating um, their children on basically if they have an issue online and if someone is bullying them online or if someone's hurting abuse to them online, they should have a safe space to go to their parents. Or That's true. Can I go to line two and see if our listen- caller is on line two? Assalamu alaikum. Caller, are you on line two? Well, yes, I am. Sorry Thank for you. keeping you waiting like this. Uh, I don't know if you. I hope you were able to hear the uh, conversations we were having. Yes, um, uh, I just want to um, speak about me, what the, both the brothers have said, and I, as a mother, and then also the things that I have to do in the house and out the house, and I've just gone about my day normal as ever, and um, uh, if any, anything, like, I've sort of like taken moments to actually sort of sit back and use this as a point of personal selection and I just thought, well, you know, it's easy to focus on the negativity. <clears throat> Why not use this as an opportunity to actually change our way of thinking and feeling? And I think a lot of the times when we attach a feeling and emotion to it, we give it more power than what it deserves. So I just carried on my day and I've um, emphasised this with my children as well. You know, you use this day as you've always done, right? which is when you leave the house, you always, you know, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we do that every day anyway, so why is today any more different? Mm-hmm. And um, we we do what we do, we pray, um, we make dua, and uh, we leave the house. And today is no more different than any other day, just because somebody or some people have, you know, like put this out there and put some fear in us. And surely, you know, it makes me question, and, you know, Allah's words when he says, um, do not fear. And this keeps coming back to me all the time. 
I do not fear. So when I put fear in something or someone or a situation, then am I not then questioning where my belief and my mind is at that point? And I think it really helps me to focus then. And I free myself with these fears straight away and I get you know, aligned with what I'm supposed to be doing and get in with the flow and do what I've got to do for the day. Good, mashallah. So you didn't change anything about today. You continued as normal and did your du'as, mashallah. And you know, I think we often forget, as the caller said, about the importance of doing du'a. I don't know how many near accidents I could have had if oh, and yeah. I've just remembered back Alhamdulillah I'm just either reciting my du'a or I've just finished it and yeah. I think only for that I would have been in a in an accident subhanAllah that's, that's true I mean how many times in a day are we rushing around and uh, we've had these near misses or mm. lost concentration but I, I, I started my day at the early hours and I just thought you know what this is good actually that people are coming together and whether they're thinking about it consciously or not the fact that it's come to their mind then use this opportunity alhamdulillah for all the muslims to be mindful today seeking allah's mercy and protection and may this be an opportunity that they practice today but always in their lives mm-hmm. and and make sure that the children carry this through because this is what we need to be doing anyway Mm-hmm. So, and did I, you do I, anything? I, anything that you gained extra? That you gained rewards from, or did anything special to anybody yesterday, whether Muslim or non-Muslim, um, that we should be doing more conscious and doing of every day? Were you aware of doing anything different today? No more different than any other day. I mean, like um, I think I'm, I'm always more conscious when it's a non-Muslim person that you know, like I, I almost like observe myself to see how, and I think smiling but you know being in that moment when you're smiling not taking, uh, smiling for the sake of smiling but genuinely feeling that uh, being slight and courteous and I think these kind of things radiate mm-hmm. and they mean more than um, you know if you do it for the sake of it because people can feel whether or not you're genuine or not so I don't think I've done anything different mm-hmm. I always try to be so you try yeah. every day to be good and to, to get rewards, yeah. mashallah, and smile. I wonder if yeah. the brothers do this every day. Uh, uh. I'm, I'm surrounded now here, mashallah, with four brothers. I know I'm taking over your next show. We've yeah, only got another few so. minutes left of parenting hour, uh, and you'll probably continue these conversations. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to know, just before we end, did you kind of do anything different today? Did you think, I'm going to go on out there and maybe smile a bit more or make a, a, something different for somebody or give something to charity? We have Islamic Relief on the other line here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you thought, thought about that. If you didn't, maybe you're going to do it after the show. Yeah. So just wanted to say, I mean, I've come to this to you now. I've, I've, I've this quote, this part of the show. Yeah. Um, for myself, um, I've gone about today like any other day. Um, mm. And I, the, the only message I wanted to sort of reiterate, and you may have covered this already, is that there's a lot of scaremongering at all times. And I felt I felt that like this was just another scaremongering tactic. Um, so. The way I saw this was like it's no different to any other day, and if anything, I think sometimes we accidentally give in to people who start things like this by by following things like this on social media. A lot of this was picked up through social media and was blown up through social media. So I think sometimes we have to put things into perspective and just remember that somebody wanted this reaction, mm-hmm. and to some degree, they've got the reaction they wanted. So you've got to be conscious of yeah, people put out things, but at the same time, don't let people let sort of the hate, the negativity get in between. The, the majority unity mm-hmm. and people should just sort of plug on get on with their day do things as normal and we should all make du'as we should make du'as every day anyway so should, inshallah indeed. that should have happened anyway inshallah yeah. Neelam before you go is there anything that you did differently today did you uh, put an extra smile on somebody's face today no I always aim to do that but mashallah. no different than any other day um, but I would just like to echo what the brothers just said um, 
uh, where, where there is such behaviour um, out there that's trying to instill fear in us identifying ourselves as Muslims, that should be kind of removed, especially when you're talking to children, because you don't want to start projecting our faith in that way, that we have to start being mindful of how we share that message with them. So it, it's important that we don't feed into that fear that's being shared, whether it's on social media or other platforms. Mm-hmm. Great, thank you. That's great advice. And is there any message you'd like to give the, the listeners before you go? Um, uh, as much as possible, do try and engage children in their viewpoints. I know in most situations we try and do what we can with their mindset in, in mind and try and speak to them. But it, it's so important to ensure that their voices are being heard in decision-making processes and just on a day-to-day basis just touch base with them to find out how they're feeling um i know we're as adults we rush around and we're really busy and there's a million and one things to do but it's important it's really important that we hear the little voices um and and we make sure that we try and do what we can to um protect them and ensure a, a protective environment is created for them Mashallah, mashallah, and enjoy every moment with them, mashallah, and think of all the rewards as all the parents that are tuned in to Parenting Hour, listening to this the rewards you're getting for being with your children, for having this lovely half term to, or Easter holidays mm-hmm. to be with them, to play with them, to enjoy them, to make memories you know, to put lots of smiles on their faces and you're being rewarded for this and I think parents often forget about this they're so busy that they forget those, those t- little things that children are doing and saying and how important it is to encourage them. Thank you so much, Neelam, for coming on, on air to us. Um, that was very good of you, mashallah, and giving us those points. And thank you also to our parents. We're coming towards the end of the show now. We've coming into the uh, very end, last 30 seconds or so of the show. It was really good having these conversations today with you all, mashallah. And thank you for ringing in. Uh, inshallah, do ring in again another day. Or parents, if you're listening in, if you want to ring to another show, please do ring in on 0121-772-8892. Tune into the next show, which are going to continue this conversation mashallah with all these guys and you're going to have great fun I can see for the next hour here indeed Assalamu Alaikum <laughs>